today. Scott and Caitlin do too. <laughs> Scott's doing double duty. He's bringing the pulpit up. Wasn't the praise and worship just amazing this morning? Wow, new song today too. And we've all heard it on the radio. So just be able to do it in-house is pretty neat. I appreciate Mal and her team. They do such an excellent job. And in, in, over the years, you know, Pastor Kim and I are uh, in actually pushing almost 30 years of ministry. Maybe it is 30. I don't know. But it's close. I mean, this, this church is 14 years old. Was in February? 16? Okay, 16. Look at there. Wow. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, but we, you know, we're in the Assemblies of God before that and was ordained in that um, fellowship and um, ended up going independent. Uh, I sound like the guy from Rudolph. I'm independent. Uh, but uh, really uh, just very blessed to uh, be part of your life and you to be part of ours and what God is doing in TLC. If you're a guest today, please fill out that connection card. We're not going to come to your house. We're not going to bug you. We're going to give you a free T-shirt if you want one. We're not even going to force that on you if you don't. But if you want one, we've got them for you. And, and uh, we just believe that you were created on purpose for a purpose and to live your life in such a way. And uh, so we've been talking about living blessed. And this is week four in this series. And I'm not sure we may end up with a five or six week series on this. But um, it's been good. I don't know if it's been good for you, but it's been good for me. And uh, today we're going to talk about a word. We, we say it in church and we kind of have an idea what we think it means. We're going to talk about carnal. Not, not carnal corn. <laughs> carnal. Uh, uh, the church word carnal and what we think in our, uh, uh, what our mind and what we think it is. But Let's just, let's just preface this by this. How many times, and I mean me included, so we've prayed and we've not seen any results. At least they didn't happen when we wanted them. Or we didn't see them right away. And, and so it, it is, we are flooded in our mind. And how many knows the wars between our two ears? We're flooded in our mind with it didn't work. God didn't do it. He might work, but I don't see him doing it or he's not doing it for me. And so we begin to take on another mindset. And sometimes we don't even realize it. Our first thought for this morning is this. We have to be willing to follow the process. Everybody say process. John 4.24 says, For God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So he's going to move in the spirit. He's going to move that way. In that realm, before anything happens in the natural realm, in our five sense mode realm, and what we can see, hear, smell, touch, taste, he's going to move in the spirit first. And I, I had the privilege of uh, our executive board is Gary and Drinda Cassie out of Faith Life Church in New Albany, Johnstown, Ohio. They have a PAL campus as well, and they had a surprise party for Pastor Drinda Friday night. How Pastor Gary, how he pulled off, she didn't realize what was going on until she pulled in the parking lot. And how you can keep, I don't know how many people were there, that she did not know, you know, like, because my wife can Sherlock anything. You know what I'm saying? She will figure it out. Drinda figured it out when she got in the lot. She goes, Gary, what are you up? You know, kind of. But anyway, in that process, in that meeting, the Lord said to me when I was sitting in that meeting, 
in that celebration, he said this. He said this question first. He goes, are you ready? And I said, okay, uh, am I ready? And the next thing he said, almost without hesitation, he said this, get ready. So he's been telling us time and time again, things are happening. If you look around, things are happening. Things are starting to happen. It's not even, we haven't even, folks, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. God is going to explode this place, not for us, but for his glory. How many knows Marion needs a little Jesus? Of course, everybody needs a little Jesus. But he is about to do some things. We are about to make more changes, and we are doing them in faith. We, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, God, I'm taking this. Hmm. So we're starting. Number one is be willing to follow the process. I looked at the book of Daniel. It's a great example of what we're talking about. In chapter 9, he prays. If you look in Daniel, and in three minutes, that's like microwave. Three minutes, he gets an answer. An angel shows up with the answer. Chapter 10, he prays. Not three minutes, three weeks. 21 days. But God was not stopping the answer. We need to understand this is what was happening. He prays, and then the enemy, how many know the enemy is at work? He stops things, or he tries to stop, or interfere, or delay things. Because of demonic force, it's three weeks for that second prayer. But the Lord had already made it or commanded it to come to pass. So sometimes between the time we pray and the amen, there's a time. I've seen people get healed right now. I've seen legs snap and twist into place right now. And, and had people all around go, <gasps> I've seen big lumps and gross on people go down right now. I've seen other times where I prayed for a lady and, she, and the Lord says, as soon as I prayed for her, she had her hip out of socket and she was walking kind of like Walter Brennan for all of you cowboy old fans there. Kind of doing that. And I prayed for her, and the Lord said, tell her to walk around the sanctuary. So she did. I said, you walk around the sanctuary. So she walked around the sanctuary. It's the first time, looked just like she did when she came up. She went by me again. Second time, she was walking kind of like this. Third time, she was walking like this. Fourth time, she was running, and she had a white hanky going, Woo! And she's excited. And there's people in that auditorium, in that sanctuary, like, that's out of order. <laughs> She's running with the hanky. She's waving it. Totally out of order. Not if you had a hip problem and you don't anymore. And you're giving God praise and glory for it. We need to get ourselves to the mindset, God, you just do it. You just do it and we're going to let you and God, we're going to rejoice with you. And it's not for anything. We, it is for your glory. So sometimes there's a period between the prayer and the amen. Sometimes there's something to do. Naaman, go, go dip seven times. I don't want to dip seven times. Well, then enjoy what you got. But he had to do it. Could you imagine? The Bible says when he came out of the water, his skin, it, it was gone. There's so many times the Lord has done many, many things, and people have to just be obedient and say, I believe. 
Sometimes people are involved. But God will use someone or someone else if they won't be obedient. You are not stuck in like, okay, I can't get a prayer answered because so-and-so didn't obey. How many know that God is bigger than so-and-so? Come on. God is not limited. But in cases, it takes time. There are seasons. Sometimes you're not ready for what he wants to do. Maybe you're saying, Brett, I, I think it works for you, but it doesn't work for me. Maybe some of that's true, you might be thinking. I don't know. But let me just say this. Everybody is an individual. Is that true? God made you special. You may not be doing what I'm doing with the relationship with God, and I may not be doing what you're doing. I don't know what you need. You don't know what I need, but God works through each of us. And what the enemy will do is try to get you to compare. And once you start comparing, we all start falling short. Mark 4, 28 says, The earth produces crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through. Then the heads of wheat are formed. And finally the grain ripens. So when we walk with the Lord, there's a growth process. You know, even the fruit of the Spirit, fruit takes time to ripen. It takes time to see things happen sometimes. I know people that just try God. If you're a Star Wars fan, there is no try. Only do. But they just try him. If they pray and they don't see anything right away, they say, God, you didn't answer my prayer. And then they move to unbelief. Doesn't work for me. Works for you, doesn't work for me. We say it here over and over again. Caitlin was trying to... Sometimes I think she plays off that and she's, she knows, but you're already thinking what she was acting like she doesn't know. Live life on purpose. We're already telling you to do those kind of things, to get it down in your spirit. We're already telling you this. You hear me say this all the time. Mark eleven twenty four. I tell you, you can pray for anything. If you believe that you received it, it will be yours. Believe you receive when you... You hear it all the time. Believe you receive when you pray. Brett, how can I believe something I can't see, taste, hear, feel, touch, whatever, smell? Let me give you some examples. Because this is part of where I, I went to church for years, and I loved church. And we'd have church like we had today, you know, good. And people would say, oh, did you love church? And I would be like, yes, it was so good. But how many know that when you get home, it's not the same atmosphere as church? Or I would learn something, at least I thought I learned it, because pastor made it seem like, oh, okay. But then I'd get to my car, I'd get home, and I'd be like, how did that go again? How did I do that? What do I need to do? So my job is I'm trying to put this on a shelf where you can get it. Where you, This isn't going to be hard. Because we've all experienced this. Say you've got pain in your body. And you say, God, I pray I believe I'm healed. You speak to your body. I'm going to say this one more time. You speak to your body. You pray, God, I'm healed, and you say amen. But you're still in pain. Now, I've had people up front, and I'll pray for them, and many times the pain will go away right away. Sometimes they'll be like, it's better, but it's not quite gone. And I'll pray again. It's almost gone. And I'll pray again. It's gone. And then sometimes by the time they hit their car or they hit their home, 
it's back. It's the enemy. You have to pray and believe you receive. See, you're going to be tempted by the enemy if the pain comes back or he tries to afflict pain again. God did do, he didn't do anything. Nothing. He didn't do, I guess I just was, I guess I thought I was, but I, I don't know how I missed it. But God is spirit and he's moving all the time. He's moving in the spirit realm. It's happening there first. I'm trying to get you to see something. It may take time for it to show up in the body. It may take three laps around the auditorium. Maybe it won't. I don't know what her faith is. All I know is I told her you're supposed to walk around the auditorium. I might have even told her three times. But, I mean, by the third or fourth time, man, she was running and shouting. So I don't know where that is for you. Sometimes I feel like I've gotten healed like boom right now. Other times I feel like I've gotten healed, but it didn't happen right now. But according to my mind, it did. To my belief, whether my body feels it or not is not the... I got to go with truth. How many knows the Bible says the truth will set you free? I want to be free. Mark eleven fourteen, Jesus said to the tree... Now, this is Jesus. He, he's on his way into town. He sees a fig tree. It's got leaves on it. He's hungry. He can't find any figs. So he says, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And this is important. The disciples heard him say it. I could do a whole message on just hearing. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing, by hearing the word of God. Now, when you looked at the fig tree, as soon as Jesus said that, it looked the same. Nothing had changed on the outside. But the roots underneath where you could not see, something changed as soon as he said it. 24 hours later, it manifested in the physical realm. Now, he's speaking to a tree. And you're like, Brett, this is crazy. We don't pray to trees. I'm not talking about praying to trees. Leave that alone. Let's make like a tree and leave. No, don't do that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we have put this to the test without even really thinking about this. We, we lived in a house and, and the driveway was lined with pine trees. My dad will remember this. And we, he even bought us a sign that said Pinewood Acres. We put it on the garage. But the pines were beautiful. But a couple of them had died off. And there was one that was in a, a critical spot. And you know Pastor Kim. Pastor Kim, you cannot tell Pastor Kim no. Because if there's a will, she's going to find it. If there's a way, she's breaking through. I'm telling you. So she said, let's pray for this tree. And I said, okay, let's pray for it. So we went to the tree and spoke to the tree, laid hands on the tree, and said, you will live and not die. You will come back to life. And when we walked away, the tree looked the same. Dead. We went back in, we didn't give it any more thought, and in about two weeks, one of the kids said, hey, that tree out there is getting green stuff on it. We're like, yeah, it is. Do you know that tree never died? It came back to life. Why? Because the truth will set you free. Did it happen as soon as I prayed? Sure did. Did I see it as soon as I prayed? Sure did in the spirit. But I didn't see it in the physical. 
Guess where the enemy works at you in? The physical. In those realms, in those five sense realms, that's where he messes with you. He deceives you on what you can see in the physical. But you're greater than that because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the physical. Are you getting this? So you're going to lean on what you know is true, although your physical part is not part of that. It will manifest there, but you have to... T How many had fun getting out of bed today? <laughs> Did you have to tell your body, it's time to get up? And your body said, no. <laughs> Mark Lowry named his bed the word, so he said, people say, can you come over and help me? I'm in the word. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> what if Jesus would have been like many of us? Since it didn't appear that anything happened in his eyes, you know, that he couldn't see any change. What if Jesus went into unbelief? Here's the thing. People just think it's Jesus. He couldn't. He couldn't sin. He couldn't. Can I say this to you? Yes, he could. Some of you are going to be like, shut the front door. <laughs> if he couldn't do anything wrong ever, why was the sacrifice so great? He was tested, was he not, in the wilderness? He had to make choices, did he not? Just like you and me. He chose, choose this day whom you will serve. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do not test the Lord thy God. He just began to just say, I'm going to speak God. I'm going to do what my father says. If I've seen my father do it, that's what I'll do. I've heard my father say it, that's what I'll say. That's why the sacrifice, it was the spotless lamb. Because he was God on foot, but he was also man. Now, if Jesus cursed the fig tree and in 24 hours, it took 24 hours for that to show up. That's, that's still pretty cool. I mean, but nobody can, I mean, I, I would agree that probably who's going to pray the best? Jesus. So we have to pray and believe to receive at the exact moment that we pray. Thank God, you, I know you're, you've touched my body or you've healed me. You've done this. You've done whatever you're praying. Declare by faith I'm healed in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter if you're still in pain or not. There's times that have happened. I'm telling you, Kim and I are walking witnesses of that. And instead of saying, oh, you know, I'm not, say, I'm not being stupid. Somebody says, does this hurt or whatever? I could say, yes, it hurts. But I, could, I would also add to that if I wanted to say, yeah, I'm healed though. It can't stay. It cannot stay on my body. My body has to line up. God has already healed it. When did he do it, Brett? He did it as soon as I prayed, as soon as I received. Our second thought is be, be led of God, not your senses. People in the Bible, most people, if we're talking about senses, they call that carnal. And they think carnal believe, you know, means ungodly, demonic, and terrible. And it's kind of got a bad rap, but the simple meaning is of the flesh or ruled by your senses. That's what it means. The word carnal comes from the word carne, C-A-R-N-E, where we get the term chili con carne. How many are going to Wendy's after this message? Okay. Chili con carne, yeah. 
which uh, in the Strong's Concordance, it means flesh stripped of skin, basically the meat part of us. Carne, the meat part. The meat. Okay? Romans says in 8.6, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So if you are letting your senses control you, I mean, the world has all kinds of phrases. If it feels good, do it. How many knows that everything that feels good, you shouldn't do? And there are things out there that could be legally right, but they're not morally right. I don't want to be carnal. If I stay carnal and carnal-minded, guess what that equals? Death. The opposite is life. If you plant a garden, if I wait long enough, you don't have to tell me what you planted. If I know anything, my wife has an app on her phone. Our phone's amazing. I don't know how they do what they do. She can take her phone and take a picture of a plant, and it'll tell her what kind of plant it is. That there is poison ivy. You know, I don't know what it'll, I don't know how it does that. But it, I mean, but if I watched your garden, pretty soon I'm going to see stuff shoot up. And I can see what you've planted. And I can see what you put in the ground. I know what you've been sowing because it will bear fruit. James 4, 7, humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We got to stay with God. If we want the enemy to flee, we have to then not rely on our senses but we have to take some sense in the word and go, that's what's right, and rely on God. Our third thought this morning is be ready to fight because the enemy is never going to roll over and go, okay, you win. Until we get to the end where we get to see him kicked into the lake of fire, I know there's people in here that want to have a part in that. You know, you just want to go up and say, bend over. <laughs> and you want to see Jesus on the other side going, I think I can make it, Jesus. Just let me get that follow through. Third thought, be ready to fight. If you don't want the enemy to control you and you don't want to be carnally minded, then you have to resist. You have to fight. Resist means to actively fight against. That's what resisting means. If you're a, a police officer and somebody is, you're trying to put them in the cruiser and they don't want to go, it's called resisting arrest. Because they're fighting you, trying to put them in. Resisting arrest. You have to take your authority that God gave you in Christ and use it. That is your lightsaber. The word of God. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. Pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us. Listen to this. Who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Listen, you have got the same power living on the inside of you that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And I, you know, this is, I refuse to allow the enemy to take advantage of that. I don't allow, I mean, when I have any pain in my body, I speak to it right away. If I start getting a, a sniffle or a sore throat, or whatever, I, I'm on it right now, like ugly on an ape. Do you understand that? I am not going to give the enemy like, hey, I'm just going to let you come in here for a while. No, no, you got no place in here. You get that guy out. And you use wisdom. Do whatever the Lord's telling you to do. do even use natural things. Use zinc or whatever. Whatever he's telling you to do, 
But you do what God tells you to do. And you rebuke that. You speak to your throat. You speak to your body. You speak to your fever. Now, let me break that. It's not yours. And I'm telling you this works. Because you would be amazed if you were diligent to listen to what you get in agreement with. You'd find out like, oh my. We've had things happen where our kids have gotten a fever. And we've gotten in agreement. Well, fevers usually go up at night. And you're almost like, because you've seen it happen, okay, all right, yeah, sure. And then you, you start trying to then take your lightsaber of the word out. And you're like, God, what is going on? And he says, you need to break that word. You got an agreement with the fever is going to go up. Just break it. Don't give it that room. So we just say, God, I break that. I speak to that fever. Have, do you know what it means to call somebody out? You know what that is? That's like back in the day, cross that line. Knock that off my shoulder. You call that slime ball the devil out. You are not doing that to my, I'm telling you, you want to make, you want to see somebody upset? You get a mama bear with something messing with her cubs. That's not good. My mother-in-law sitting back, well, I don't see her now. Okay, she didn't come today. So Charlotte, <laughs> this is for you. She usually sits right back where my sister's sitting, but. I'm telling you, she said, oh, you better never mess with my kids or my grandkids because you'll see them come out. <laughs> they bring out the claws. You don't mess with kids. But I'm telling you what, man, you take authority in Christ. You start saying, you know what? I don't have to put up with this. Can I say this? We deserve what we tolerate. And this is what happens. And I know it sounds, it's, it's easier said than done, so I understand that. But we got to quit telling God about our mountain and start telling our mountain about our God. And we get that mixed up. Because the enemy will tell you, okay, you pray to God and ask him to take it away. And guess what happens? Things just don't happen like they're supposed to. Because we have it mixed up. God said, you take authority. You tell the mountain. Are you with me? We're telling God about something he already knows. And he said, I'm telling you to do it. Because I need you to do it. Do you know how things get done in, in, in the heavenly realm, in the spirit realm? Because God uses people to pray and put their hand to it. That's how things get done in the demonic realm. The enemy uses demons to do that. You have to pray and believe and you have to take action. We're back in the back getting ready to come out. And, I, and John had reminded me of something I had said before. I was saying, God, I believe you for this, but I don't see it happening. He said, you don't believe me. Not John, but God. <laughs> and I said, yes, I do. And God doesn't just sit there and he's not going to go back and forth. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you. He said, if you believe me, how come you haven't made a space for that? Well, because I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Hmm. If you need it, why don't you believe that you received it when you prayed? So I started switching that. And God started changing. And I, he didn't change, but I mean, it's changing the way that I saw things and things started happening. I quit telling God about my mountain. I started telling my mountain about God. You know, Kim and I have talked to our, you ever talked to your checkbook? <laughs> You have a good conversation with your checkbook. <laughs> checkbook wants to answer bounce, 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 and you just say no. 
You got to be smart. I mean, you got to be diligent about where, you know, we tithe first. We give God our first fruit. We give offering. That's where our harvest really comes from offering. The tithe is just, you know, the, the Bible, you know, when you tithe, that's the only place in the Bible that says God will rebuke the devourer. Oh, I love that. Because there's something about it, you know, that God's going to say, get back here, son, let me take care of this. I'm like, go, dad. So he'll rebuke the devourer. When I sow above my tithe, then that's where multiplication starts. But God has just been amazing. I can listen to somebody talk to me, and in about five minutes, I can tell what they've been planning in their garden, in their life. You see, God wants to bless you. He does. But sometimes life just overwhelms us because we've allowed it i'm not saying there's not grace and there's not you know things that god can certainly he can restore but there's things that i have just allowed come on the enemy and it's changed my viewpoint and god had to come in and show me the right viewpoint you know i love romans 12 too it's not in your scripture list today but it says this it basically says that god will help change the way you think that's pretty revelation. I mean, because I'm like, I need help. Sometimes I think of a one way, and God's like, that's not, how you, that's not how it is. And God can change your perspective because, you know, you may not have it all right. Maybe you think it's this way, and God says, you don't even know. I could show you something, and if he shows you, then all of a sudden, have you ever been somewhere where you're looking for something, you're looking for an answer, or you're looking, you lost something, and you're just doing this? And you know it's got to be here. And you can't find it. And then you get somebody that just walks up, probably your kid, walks up and goes, that's right there. Are you blind? <laughs> there goes your Christmas. <laughs> but it's right in front of your face, but you couldn't see it. And somebody had to point it out. Sometimes we walk through stuff, and God's had an answer right in front of our face, but we refuse to look at it. You understand when Jesus came down through town and they put him, he, he rode a colt, a donkey that had never been ridden. Now, we've had horses. You don't get on a horse that's never been ridden until you break it in. I want to say something to you. Again, not in the notes, just what the Lord wants me to say. If we will allow Jesus in the in our life the way he wants to be in there no matter how much you want to buck no matter how much you want to fight when his presence come on you it'll change your nature why would a horse that's never been ridden just not buck not do anything walk him down and then the people the religious people were expecting the messiah to come a different way Let's open our minds to say, God, how do you want to do what you want to do? Second Chronicles 16, 9 says this. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a fool you've been. From now on, you'll be at war. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed. Our last thought for this morning, be fully persuaded. I love Paul saying... Fully persuaded. We need to, the, to get to the point where no matter what, 
Did you see the song we sang today? I've seen this. I've seen this. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen it happen. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen cancer gone. I've seen bones snap in place. Don't you tell me I have seen too much. I've seen him do it. No matter what your body says, no matter what the banker says, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what CNN says, no matter what anybody says, what the government says, what does God say? If that's what God says, that's what I'm sticking with. Get to where God is the final authority. He's the absolute. And anything or anybody that opposes what God says is wrong. I'm sorry, not really. But I, what is that? I approve this message. I know my wife did that in a huddle, and it was awesome. She, she went on, told everybody how it was, and she goes, I'm Kim Gleesman, and I approve this message. I thought, that was awesome. But we have to line up with the because God's not changing the word. I have people that have said, well, you know, God and me, have a, we have an agreement. Oh, that's in the chapter of opinions. I see. Hezekiah 3.3, all liars are friars. I get that. No, God's not changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The book is the book. It's already written. The promises are already there. The provision is already there. We have to believe and receive it. I'm telling you what, this church is about to jump into a whole wave of God. And we are going to see things that we are like, oh, my word. And it's going to be his word, not ours. But we're just going to declare his. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we live by believing and not by seeing. The New King James says we walk by faith and not by sight. See, it's easy to be safe in church because the atmosphere is, I mean, we'll leave here going, yes, yes. But the battle is when we leave the doors. When we go into all the world. You know, we ought to put a sign above the door when we come in. You're blessed when you come in. And then on our way out, you're blessed when you go out. You need to be reminded he, doesn't, he wants to bless you whether you're here or not, but he wants to bless you. Let's get in on what he wants to do. And not just, I'm not talking just money. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about walking in authority. I'm talking about walking well. I'm talking about being sickness free. I'm talking about being mentally clear, being sound, having friends that will uplift and hold you up. I'm talking about walking in God's glory. Man, he is ready and he's willing. He's already provided for it. But we don't want to offend anybody. Do we? Or do we? <laughs> Some of us fold like a $2 suitcase. We're good until we get around somebody. You ever been around people like that? And I, I, they're, God love them, but they're probably more chameleon. What we need right now, we need believers with backbone. We need believers that will stand up for the word of God. Do you know standing up isn't all, it doesn't even mean you have to like it, but God's always right. We should not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. I think the people in the world should be embarrassed for the words that they say and the way that they act. I, I mean, I know I'm entertainment for heaven most of the time. I'm writing a book. I am. It's going to, I think right now the title is going to be The Journey of a Calling. 
You all might be in it, but I'll change your names, okay? No. <laughs> but I've worked in, in secular places. I worked at Honda for over seven years to prepare for what I'm doing today. And most of the people I was around were not believers. And they cussed as fluently as melted butter, man. I mean, they could, they could just they could put it out there. And when they'd cuss, we'd be on the line working. I would say things that would be contrary to that. God's last name is not damn. I'd say stuff like that, and they didn't like that so much. But I'd start saying stuff like, praise God. Hallelujah. And they'd be like, what? And so this is what they were doing when I was there and when I wasn't there. They'd say something, and then somebody on the other end of the car would go, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what? I didn't care because... They were still saying stuff that was good now. So they were going around, you know, I'd do something. Hey, oh, you're getting behind. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but it made me be like, oh, because there's things I wanted to say back that weren't praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but it made me stay on the straight and narrow and just say, that's right. I said, God's going to get me through this. And there's times I got in trouble one time because I, they had to stop the production line. You don't stop a production line at a car plant unless something's wrong. You know why it got stopped? Because I was three cars behind because I was leading somebody to Jesus. That's why it got stopped. And the guy came and said, you want to explain why, why we had to hit that button? And I said, I don't know why you hit the button. Because you're three cars behind. Well, I was telling him about God. You can tell him about God some other time. We can't have that again or we'll write you up. Okay. I got in trouble again. <laughs> but I, I need to be about my father's business. And I, I, I tried to treat them with respect. But pretty soon people were, praise God. And you know, when any of these people that were in my area had issues, Rick, can I talk to you at break? Can I talk to you at break? Yeah. What's the matter? My grandma, she's really sick. And I know if you talk to God, he hears you. He doesn't hear me. And I would say, he hears you. Let's talk about that. No, I don't want to talk about that. I need you to talk to God about grandma. But I would have an open door to pray for grandma, to pray for them, talk to them about Jesus, plant in the garden. We should never feel bad for representing Jesus. Because in many times in this world, we represent him. They've, they've got a mindset of how Jesus is. It's just this, or how a preacher is, or how a Christian is. You need to represent him. How can I show him Jesus? How can I show her Jesus in a way that, you know, basically, if they're hungry, feed them. God is in the giving business. We have to learn how to receive what he's already given. I'm almost finished. In this room, there's so many radio and television Signals and you know that are going through the air floating around and we can't see them, but they're still here and to get that station You'd have to tune into that frequency. You'd have to get it on that station Christmas time You probably listen to Sunday 95. They play 24-hour Christmas music or 93.3 the bus They play Christmas music and they we do and they start playing Christmas music and people will even come in I think Ron was the first one came in and told me goes. Hey PB. They're playing Christmas music 93.3 man. We're like, okay 93.3 we're, we're listening because I love Christmas so But we'll listen we had to tune that frequency in So it is 
with the kingdom. Do you know that you can put things in place by the authority God has given you? You can set things in motion. I'm going to say it one more time. You can set things in motion by the authority given to you. If they're not moving in the right direction, change it. Break it, repent, and change it. Start speaking to it. Say it out loud. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There are angels right now assigned to you. They're waiting on an assignment. So many times our angels are unemployed because we don't give them anything to do. They're here. I've seen angels before. I've talked to angels before. Now you might say, you're nuts. What's new? I've heard the audible voice of God before. And I know, I know pastors that are amazing, anointed preach have never heard that. I've had them ask me, what is that like? It's amazing. But God is with you. Declare it. His glory is in you. Receive it. Use the gifts he's given you. Put them to use. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, you have. You can pray for people, and the power of God that's in you will heal the sick, will cast out demons. I mean, you know what it's like when you understand and you receive what God has done? I've been at youth camp where kids that didn't know they were oppressed by demonic forces had come up, and they're like they wanted to come up, and they wanted prayer, and as soon as they got close to me, stuff started happening. Now, I can either choose to go, this is not real, and I'm leaving, or I can take authority and make this thing happen. You know what God is saying? This is what God is saying. Go get them. So God is saying, do that, because that's what it says. These signs, come on, these signs, these signs will follow them that believe. My kids would come to me and my wife and say, pray for me. Would you pray over this? Would you heal this? I need you to do this. Why? Because these signs followed us. And they'll follow you. When you see people delivered, see people set free, see people healed, fever's gone, lumps go away, bones cracked into place, don't you tell me he can't do it. So how do we get that to use it? And again, we're almost finished. Romans 5, 2. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. We confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. The Strong says the Greek word access translated means admission. Admission. The way you gain admission to the grace of God is through faith through your belief system. I believe what God said. I believe every word in this Bible. I believe this Bible is true. There's no fault in it. If I follow it to the letter, I'll get the results. And so if I believe that, by grace, I'm saved through faith, or by grace, I'm through Christ. We're saved by grace. John 6, 63 says, The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplished nothing. The very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. If you want to know what's going on in the spirit, you got to go to the word. You got to go to God. You got to go to salt, the source. If you want a Big Mac, don't go to Burger King because you can't get them there. You got to go to McDonald's. If you want a Whopper, don't go to McDonald's. You can't get a Whopper there. You got to get a good Burger King. 
Now, that sounds kind of silly, but we think we can go everywhere else but where we're supposed to go to get what we need. That same principle is true. You need God, go to the Word of God. That's where you get what you need. Spend time in prayer. Leaders in this church, we, we, we are telling them, we, you need to spend time in prayer. You're leading people. God's word is the window to the spirit world. 1 Peter 2.24, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are. Everybody say are. Are. It's past tense. You are healed. Even if you don't feel healed, you're healed. You don't require your senses, remember, for your faith in God's word. If God says I'm healed, I'm healed. It's playtime in church, my friends, is over. There's people out there that need answers. And you've got to spend time with God. Walk with him. Talk with him. Little boy said, I want to know all about Andy. He's in the Bible. They said, Andy who? You know, Andrew? No, Andy. What? Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. We need to know about God. We need to spend that time walking and talking with God and start just talking to him. When you're on your commute to work, Father, who do I get to talk to today about you? I've had people say this to me. People have spoken curses over my family. I'm sure people have spoken things over mine. They've spoken against me or you or whoever. Listen, I want you to hear me because this will... This is liberating for me, but some people are just like, oh, that's why all this is happening. Curses can't have any power over you unless you believe them. Did you hear me? Curses can't have any power over you unless you believe them. Proverbs 26, 2, like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse will not land on its intended victim. Unbelief is simply faith in the wrong thing. They're both the same, faith and unbelief, except one is pointed towards God, believing and responding to his words and promises, and the other is pointed away from God and believes the wrong things like what the world, the flesh, the carnal, your senses, or the enemy. If Satan comes against you included with a curse or whatever, don't put any faith in that because you don't want that to come to pass in your life. He doesn't have anything good to say. Do you think Satan's up there saying, boy, that Brett's a good guy. I want when my feet hit the floor in the morning, I want Satan to go, oh, my goodness. No, he's up. He's up. That's what I want. Unbelief is just having faith in the wrong things. And you and I, if we're not on guard, we're giving the enemy footholds in our life. We're empowering him. If you're stuck on something, I can't get past this, you gotta, you got you to gotta break that. Don't give the enemy a foothold. you got to put it in your belief system. God sent his son to die for that. I don't have to live like this. I had a pastor that was adamant about a flu shot. Adamant. You must get the flu shot or you will get the flu. I never have got the flu shot. Didn't get the flu. He got the flu every year with the shot. I mean, we can say the same thing with people, you know, with what's going on now. People got vaccinated. They still got COVID. People that didn't get vaccinated, they're mad. Get over it. That is a personal choice you're going to need to make. I don't think they have enough study on that stuff myself. Let me tell you, 
I've been speaking to my eyes for a long time. Part of my, if you look at my phone, I have declarations that I say every day. One of those declarations is this. I speak to my eyes and I command my vision not to fail. That I'll have good sight. I've said that for actually a few years now. You, you ready for this? Now, I'm, I'm not saying I have a, an afro. I don't. But I've spoken to my hair. Because, you know, I don't want to get older and have my hair just keep falling out or falling loose or turning gray or whatever. So I'm just like, Lord, thank you for a full head of hair. I'm not it's white. I get it. But I went to my barber and my barber said on two different occasions. You're getting more hair. I said, yeah. <laughs> I just got my eyes checked. And the guy said, this is what he said. He said, usually people at your age, he said, I'm prescribing bifocals. But your eyes are great. I said, yeah. And I told my wife, I said, you know why that is? Because I've said it so. Because God said I could proclaim things by his authority. So I start speaking to my body. I start speaking to those things. I call my joints. They move easy. Do you ever have a pain? Sure. But as soon as I do... Thank you, God. Praise God. You know, the enemy hates it if I have a pain. Because then I get to praise God. I challenge you today. You want to live blessed? What's in your garden? What you got planted? What's growing up? Maybe there's a lot of good things. Doesn't mean your whole garden's bad. Maybe there's just some stuff. Maybe there's some weeds you need to take care of. Today's the day. I don't know about you, but I want to be free. I want to be free. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, in the